0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Mark and Sarah talk about songs. They talk, talk, talk about, talk about songs. Welcome to episode 211 of Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs. I'm your co-host, Sarah DeBunting, Bunting, and I'm here with my co-medonologist, Mark Blankenship. Hello, Mark.
1: I received my PhD in Madonology from the Upstairs Medical College.
0: <laughs> oh, thank you, Doctor Hutz. So, we are talking today about Madonna's first single and Madonna's not last single, but a, um, a like very recent single. That fits in with the alpha and omega theme, I guess, that we're going for. But we have a reason that we're doing that today. Mark, please tell the listeners more.
1: Oh my God. The reason we are talking about these songs is because Sarah and I have written a book about Madonna. And if you are listening to this episode on the day it is released, Monday, November 23rd, today is the very day that that book is going on sale. And if you're listening to this after November 23rd, you can go buy the book right now, too. Great for everyone. So the book is called the Mast Alphabet: colon, Madonna A to Z. And if you're wondering why we called it the Mast Alphabet, it's because we are imagining a series of books in which we investigate artists, song trends, soundtracks, whatever, in books that take us A to Z, uh, twenty-six chapters each, with a different letter of the alphabet as the first letter of the name of the chapter. It's a sort of fun way for us to dig deeply into pop music subjects that we care about. And again, the first subject, of course, what else, is Madonna? So in this book, we have written 26 chapters that investigate everything from her music to her music videos to her sexuality to her hair color. Uh, Some of the chapters are written by Sarah alone. Some of the chapters are written by me alone. But the bulk of the chapters are written by Sarah and I talking to one another. So it's kind of like the book version of this podcast and it was a great amount of fun to write and you can buy the book exclusively at our brand new website, Mark and Sarah talk about songs.com. Again, Mark and Sarah talk about songs.com. If you go to that website, you can buy this book. You can learn more about the podcast. You can connect with us through social media. Like it is a dope site. We are so thrilled to have this book on sale. We do hope that you will enjoy it. We certainly had a great time writing it. And uh, yeah, that's why we thought what better way to kick off the arrival of our book than with, I would say, our bazillionth episode about Madonna, but there's really no counting and there's never too many.
0: <laughs> it's it's true. Um, yeah, I will also add that the book is, um, it has a very friendly price point and it is small in size. So it's an excellent stocking stuffer and yes. a gift for all occasions. Um, and we encourage you to put it on your little Sarah Debunting authorship bookshelf on the back of the toilet because it is ideal toilet reading. All of, Almost everything I write is pitched this way. And I think it's important, bite-size, <laughs> uh, you know, jump around information. So um, I'm very proud of the book and we hope that you will buy it. And... Sarah, do you want to talk a little bit about your reasoning for this excellent
1: theme as a way of diving into the whole Madonna sphere again?
0: Well, it, you know, it's really hard to pick like a representative Madonna song. So it's sort of like, since we went Madonna A to Z, why don't we sort of do Madonna Alpha and Omega as, as this episode and we'll do her first single and then her last single. We tweaked it a little bit in the case of the last single, but I just thought it would be fun because they were songs we hadn't talked about before. Uh, we could contrast them. We could make reference to stuff that's in the book and sort of bring that in. So, yeah, it just seemed like the best way to reflect onto the book what what we do. So that's what we're doing. And I'm very interested to hear what you have to say about both of these songs Uh, listeners as you know we don't really consult except um very like logistically on what we're going to talk about before we record so let's begin with everybody shall we
1: yes let's
0: do you have any chart facts that need to be uh surfaced before we hear a clip
1: Well, here's something interesting. Though Everybody was Madonna's first single, and it is on her self-titled debut album, it didn't chart at all. It is the rare example of a Madonna song from the 80s that just didn't connect with the larger public. In fact, it was the second single from the Madonna self-titled album, Holiday, that really broke her through onto the charts at number 16. But as far as the Hot 100 is concerned, Everybody Don't Exist. It bubbled underneath the Hot 100. It peaked at like what you i guess you could call would be like position 107 or something but right. it's just it's 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 hard to imagine now that there would have been a time that madonna would have released a dance song as uh, straightforward and bubbly as this and that no one would have paid attention to it or at least i should say in the larger sphere it was a hit in clubs and that ended up being hugely important because that's where madonna needed to break first at this time right but yeah um, oh, if, if you would like to be, I was in fact right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was number 107 where the song peaked. That being said, it has since sold over a quarter million copies just as a single, uh, and it peaked at number three on the Hot Dance Club play chart. Uh, that is a chart where Madonna has had over 50 number one hits it's the most number one hits for any artist on any chart and we do get into that in the book because you better goddamn believe there's an entire chapter for the letter c called charts 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 um but all of that prelude now is a great way of moving into a clip so here is everybody Fans,
0: Okay. Um, I, I think I never need to hear this song again. (laughs) I'm just going to be honest. Um, this is, you know, grading on a curve as we must. It is, I mean, it's interesting in the abstract first that they thought this was the single. Yes. eh? I mean, okay. If you're trying to break her in the clubs, great, but like do that and don't like don't even bother just like give it to some dj's <laughs> and like don't don't even try to get it to the hot 100 but like it's so i mean there's like there are elements of madonna in here that you can see that it's like trying it's like when um in terminator 2 when like they've split up the the T2 and like the Balls of mercury are trying to find each other and reassemble. <laughs> it's like this blob is borderline and this blob is holiday. and <laughs> This blob is um, sorry. Like you can see that like the Madame Minator is, t- is trying to build herself. But like this is just such a by numbers, like in every way, like lyrically, she is trying to make it something more than it is quite heroically but it like she's not in good voice here she sounds out of breath sometimes the song is too long it's trying to do some weird key change things that it's like but people are trying to dance quit it like it's just not very well built and it has no idea who it's dealing with and but for that reason while it's in my opinion not pleasant to listen to. It's also fascinating to like sort of flip it over and look at how the tapestry is knotted. So many metaphors. Sorry, you guys. Um, because it's like, she was so young and this was before anything, but it's bizarre. Like you can't unknow who Madonna is now, but it is still bizarre that an, an executive would have looked at this and been like, that's the single. Or that's the first single. Like, no, it isn't, bro.
1: This is the way that we want Madonna to be introduced to the world. uh, Yeah. Is this song.
0: Yeah. This, like, gasping kindergarten lyric. Like, I mean, for a dance hit, the lyric is, it's just there to, like, keep time, basically. Like, that's fine. I get it. But I think they really wanted this to be a pop hit. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like, did you hear the rest of the album? What well, are yeah, you doing? Yeah, I don't know.
1: I don't know how well you know. The, do you know the like deeper cuts on her first album? Yeah, some of them. Do you know the song "Think of Me"? Yeah, I think that's why wasn't that the first
0: fucking single? That is such yeah. a great yes. song. Yeah,
1: you and serve the same purpose me. as well. Yeah, exactly. Like so. Yeah, I, it's. I feel like that. <clears throat> I have always felt that everybody is a sketch more than it is a song. Yeah, it's like. This is the scaffolding upon which you can build Lucky Star or whatever, like you were saying. totally. And to me, the best use of everybody that I've ever encountered is when she performed Express Yourself at the 1989 Video Music Awards. And in the middle of that song, or maybe at the beginning, somewhere in that performance, there's just a little interlude of dance and sing, get up and do your thing while she and Nikki and Donna are dancing like that's because this song is a sketch. There's like one or two ideas, and you can fold those into other songs, and it's like adding sea salt on top of a chocolate chip cookie. You know, like it's a yeah. nice little... Right.
0: But sea salt on its own is not a meal. I mean, yes, we're using a lot of metaphors here, but they all work, <laughs> I think. Look, when you look at the tapestry of salt, and you flip it over, <laughs> and the scalpel And it being... becomes the Terminator <laughs> on the front.
1: <laughs> right, and the sca- and the scaffolding of the cookie is the Terminator blobs. <laughs>
0: oh my God, now I'm hungry as well. Well, you
1: know what? This is reminding me, oh my God, Sarah, do you remember when we were in um, Semiotics 301 at the School of Madonnaology? This is exactly what it was like when uh-huh. Professor Michelle Visage would, would move us through all of our paces.
0: Oh my <laughs> God, it was the best. That corset was really tight though. She, But she wore it every fucking day. Y'all, we had a
1: great time at school. We all had we really to wear did. it.
0: <laughs> all of us in a single corset. That was the class. <laughs> if you don't pass out, you get an A. Even at Mark's school. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: if you do pass out, honestly, we immediately ejected you from the program because you don't have what it takes to be here. And I'm sorry, but that's just how it is. It's true. Um. So... Yeah, I I agree with you completely. I don't know that I ever need to hear this again. And when I was doing some research, I was surprised to see that there are quite a few critics who love this song. Like Louis Vertel, who is a smart, funny guy that I know through Twitter, said it was the second best Madonna song of all time.
0: And I was like, what? Boo-boo. I mean, look, since I would, I have not to date, but would, physically fight people who don't like dress you up i understand th- this i understand where he is even if i can't see him from here
1: that's right you know what listen i everybody has the right to love what they love and if this is the madonna song that gets you fired up the second most god bless and God speed. at least there's one playing and yeah but <laughs> as for me if i'm listening to this first album i'm listening to think of me i'm listening to i know it and of course i'm listening to Lucky Star, Borderline, and Holiday, and I'm feeling great about it. And then everybody yeah. is also in attendance. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, to take a wild turn, why don't we leap 36 years into the future? Because uh, everybody was released in 83, and 36 years later, in 2019, Madonna released Medellin, which is the first single from her most recent album, Madam X. Now, Medellin is the name of a city in colombia this song is about basically doing drugs and having a dream and finding some sort of inner strength to stop hating yourself it's much more whereas everybody is just like get up and dance medellin is like i took a pill i think i'm hate myself there was something about a cloud i don't know and then it and also then, featured
0: like colombia's biggest pop star is like i am also here Doing a yeah. hip hop break and it's like, oh, oh, yeah. wow,
1: yes. The, you... the male, sorry, the male, ahead. the male vocal that you will hear is a man named Maluma, and uh, he is Colombia's biggest pop star. And Sarah, you're, I, I don't want to cut you off. Say a little, bit, say a little bit more about his presence on the song.
0: Um, I actually wanted to ask you why we're listening to this one, because this isn't actually her most recent single as of this recording, right?
1: Yes, that's true. There are a couple of other Madam X songs that were released as singles after Medellin, but I just felt like those songs, the other songs that were released as singles sound like basic radio fodder that could have been released on any album. And I feel like for whatever you, whatever we're about to say about it, Medellin does not sound like anybody else's Work and I just thought it would be more interesting to talk about the ambition and scope of metagene rather than the more adult contemporary safety lane of some of the other singles that came off this album later.
0: I can't disagree. I'm super excited to discuss it, but first, let's hear a clip. One, two, ja, 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 ja. One, two, ja, ja, ja. One, two. Slow down, <laughs> we built a cartel just for love Venus was hovering up
1: Forgave myself for being me could be the thesis statement of like 46% of Madonna's songs, I would say.
0: Yeah, which is hilarious because it's like, oh, were you beating yourself up for being you? I, I so <laughs> doubt it. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Or did you realize that you needed to have one of, was it time to front
1: again? Like, <laughs> like oh, maybe I sometimes finally you feel like love
0: myself. It. Like, oh, word. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Um, Um, I don't (laughs) think I'd heard this song since I first listened to Madam X, which, like, I need to go back to that whole album. Um, But, like, as the song is going along, especially if you listen to it when you've just listened to everybody, it's this amazing – it's, like, two journeys. Like, you are taking a trip, actually. Um, Because – it's a little difficult to tell where the song is going to go next in any given time or what it's going to go back to. Um, But it's also like, you can see everybody in the distance from here. And there's still that like fun, shake your booty aspect to it. But it's also like just the tools that we have to make the most of Madonna and to like, Add Madonna-ness to her. I have gotten so much more sophisticated in the last three and a half decades. And it's like really beautiful and interesting. It's like looking out the window of a train. Uh, What is this, metaphor number 21? Sorry. It's like looking out the window of a train and being like, I mean, okay, that's like a, you know, I think that's a power plant, but I've never seen it before. Oh, here's some trees. Oh, look, a zebra. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. I really enjoyed listening to the song i really enjoyed the dialogue that she's well maluma thinks she's in a dialogue she's isn't she's she's just talking and i'm not sure she even knows he's there (laughs) and the auto tuning is so beautiful that it almost becomes it's like the velveteen rabbit metaphor number 22 becoming a, a real like a real (laughs) Revit. <laughs> yes. Like, I don't know. I I love it. And the contrast with everybody made it that much more um compelling and like just a fascinating narrative to me.
1: Well, okay. So to reference the book again, you in one section, one chapter talk about the song Nobody's Perfect and uh from the album Music and how it uses auto-tune in this gorgeous way. Yes. And I think that is it's it's apropos here as well. You're so right. Absolutely. I forgot I even wrote that. Thanks, man. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. Um, I also just want to say, I am so glad to hear you respond to the song this way because I feel this way too. Like, is this song ever going to provide the uncomplicated joy of Into the Groove? No, it isn't. But it wasn't designed to do that. And I really, really respect that this is what Madonna's making now when, one, she doesn't have to make music at all anymore. Two, she could just be making... I mean, God love Paul Simon, but he's been making the same song since like 1994, right? And Madonna's musical output does not sound the same from album to album. There are obvious threads, but like this is such a fucking swing for the fences and it took me more than one listen when this song first came out to feel like I even understood what was happening. But then when I, like you just said, when I got used to what I was seeing at the window of the train, I really got into the ride because it's just like, what a what a lush world this song creates. It and
0: sounds expensive and comfortable. Yes. And not and in like, like, you know, comfortable in a like boring predictable way, but like this this is the best production money can buy and yes. she did the the exact right thing with it. And
1: I just feel like you know there's also something really cool that this was the first single like what radio station is this going to be on none but she doesn't care she's like this is the statement that i want to make and you know what girl god bless because i i just think that it's like it just shows that she is okay i also get into this in the book i have a whole chapter called um marketing genius where i get really angry about people who have always said that she's mostly a marketing genius but, like, really what she is is an artist. And to me, this really underscores the fact that she is an artist. Because this is, like, this is coming from an artist who's like, I just have all of these things I want to experiment with, so here we go. And I, I really respect that she did that. And I um I really love it. And I, I think it's also worth pointing out that this song was actually, though it did not chart on the Hot 100, it reached the top 20 on the Latin songs chart in <laughs> uh-huh. America. It reached the top 20 on Mexican Airplay. Like, People in other people in the Latin music market embrace this song. It reached the top 10 in Colombia, So it's also just like Madonna, she's going to do what she wants and the, the audience will find her. So
0: yeah, I'm well, into Medellin. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of cool actually that we have thrown so many metaphors into this episode because even the cover of Madam X, which is fairly simple, it's just mm-hmm. her. Um, and she has like a braid and a like a bandana or like a, a scarf tied around her head. But the like it I mean, it's clearly her, but it's also like this sort of Vaseline lens possibly post something being injected. Don't don't at me version of her that is very light against this dark background. Mm-hmm. And there's like Uh, you know, the styling is somewhat piratical. So if you think about like, you know, pirate culture, but also, um, theft and appropriation like there are all these things that she puts in there and then just sort of walks off eating a lollipop and you're like but i mean so does this refer to like the 17th century something in you know dominicana and she's like i don't know what do you think and then she just gets another lollipop like root beer flavored this time you know i think it's a mistake to think that anything that we're getting from Madonna was not put there by Madonna, but of course, you know, we are also creators, and we know that sometimes things sort of like bubble up that we're like, oh,, well, we didn't put that that there, but we're glad we did it's there. So right, I just think that this particular album, and that her rationale for making it is like, well, I was trying to go out in Lisbon and make friends, and it was like really hard. Like, w- girl, what? <laughs> you were you were just going out in like what a wig and dark glasses, <laughs> and like going to a restaurant and being like, "Hola, please be my friend, Madonna." Who's doing for... this? Yeah, like join a fucking knitting group like everybody else, Grandma. First of all, and second of all, girl, what? <laughs> <laughs> And then I guess she got herself invited to Maluma's house, except he's not Portuguese. Like, I I mean, there's there's really a lot going on always. Um, And that's what's to me one of the many things that is so fun about Madonna, not just that she makes great songs, but also that there's so much packed in there from the thrift shop and the corner store and everywhere. So yeah i agree with you and i just also makes me
1: confident that whatever she releases next i will want to listen to it because it's going to be interesting even if it doesn't end up in my top 10 madonna songs it will be interesting and i will be curious to know what she's up to
0: yeah i mean i think i think i have finally forgiven her for mdna and (laughs) i I feel better (laughs) going for oh god that's the album where I'm like, maybe there's one song that I will carry
1: forward and then the rest can go ahead and burn in the dustbin of history.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, was it you that like I listened to it and then I listened to it again and I was like, I think I might actually actively dislike this album and have to delete it from iTunes. Did I, I think I called you up and I was like, I think I hate this. Talk you out did of it. And you're like, I can't. <laughs> i can't
1: convince you that you're wrong because i do not think you are wrong it (laughs) is not a good album it
0: was it was a very mark moment though it was like an extremely long silence and he's like well let me say this (laughs) and then there was some (laughs) song that you were like i didn't throw myself out a window when listening to this track (laughs) It's the one. But then, you know, after that came Rebel Heart, which is one
1: of my favorite Madonna albums ever. So you just never know what you're going to get. It's true. Uh, Well, listeners, um, if you would like to join us in extending this conversation, we do want to remind you again that you can now buy madonna a to z the first book from mark and sarah talk about songs and of course me and sarah you can find the book at mark and sarah as sarah mentioned it is very reasonably priced it is pocket sized it's a cute fun book that you can stuff in a stocking or put on the back of the toilet and uh we think that you will enjoy it we certainly loved writing it And thank you so much, of course, for listening to us talk on this podcast for so long. The only reason that we wrote the book is because we have loved doing this together, Uh, Sarah and I, and we wouldn't have had the opportunity to to do that if it hadn't been for you being part of our larger masses community. So we thank you. And of course, we thank Madge.
0: Yeah. And last but not least, we thank our Patreon supporters who appear in the book.
1: That's right. If you want to see how
0: that worked out, you should check it out. Uh, Patreon.com slash to join the production team of this year' podcast. And as Mark said, Mark and Sarah talk about for everything else.
1: sarah talk about songs is hosted by mark blankenship that's me and sarah debunting
0: that's me i also edit the podcast which is a proud member of the believe network learn more at BLEAV.com. to learn more about
1: us submit song requests get a pop chart reading or buy a mastis book visit our website at mark and sarah songs.com you'll also find all of our social media links there too
0: that's Mark and Sarah with an h talkaboutsongs.com and for even more content and access to the Mastass happy hour become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com/mastass thanks for listening